0: Hello everyone, this is Jim Lucy, Editor-in-Chief for Electrical Wholesaling and Electrical Marketing for the August 3 update on the economic impact the COVID-19 coronavirus is having on the electrical market. Today's podcast is sponsored by Champion Fiberglass. The company began producing epoxy fiberglass conduit in fittings in 1988 and in 1989 developed the first conduit from epoxy resins that had flame resistance and low smoke characteristics. This met the most stringent codes and specifications. In today's broadcast, we explore some key weekly economic indicators that will give you a sense of where the electrical economy may be headed in the coming weeks, and also offer a sneak preview from electrical August issue into some of the fastest-growing local markets. Let's first check out some of those weekly in- economic indicators. The initial unemployment claims at the state level, rail freight car traffic, the Baker Hughes rig count, oil prices, and copper prices. Our thanks again to Champion Fiberglass for sponsoring today's The Electrical Economy for 2020. Let's look first at the unemployment claims at the state level. The weekly unemployment data from the U.S. Department of Labor and the U.S. Bureau of Labor Statistics highlights the states with the most unemployment claims so far in the COVID-19 crisis. This data is valuable to electrical distributors, manufacturers, and independent reps because it offers empirical evidence of just how big an issue layoffs are now at the local level. On a more positive note, when these claims start declining and establish a trend in a more positive direction, it will be a clue for you about when the economy in that state may be starting to improve. We saw a decrease in the latest weekly unemployment numbers in the July 25th report. The seasonal unadjusted total of 1,205,871 claims was a 12% decrease of 171,054 claims. The national unemployment rate for the week came in at a seasonally adjusted 11.6%. The five states with the biggest increases in unemployment claims during this period were California, it was down 40,587 claims to 249,007 claims. Florida, which was down 21,914 claims to 87,062. New York, down 3,176 claims to about 85,000. Georgia down 37,732 to 84,581 and Texas down 11,799 to 76,109 claims. One of the more interesting leading indicators for the overall US economy is freight rail traffic. It's a measure of the amount of raw materials and finished goods being shipped by rail. The best source for this data is the American Association of Railroads, which publishes this data weekly at www.aar Org. After bottoming out in May, total weekly rail traffic has continued to show steady gains through July. While the weekly rail traffic was down 9.9% compared with the same period last year, it appears to be out tracking in the right direction, as you can see in the chart. Despite this positive momentum, key freight groups being shipped by rail still experienced some large declines. There was only one of the 10 carload commodity groups that did post an increase compared to last year. That was farm products, which was up 2,018 carloads to 16,406. Commodity groups that posted decreases compared with that same week in 2019 included coal, down 23,517 carloads to 57,769, metallic ores and metals, down 8,690 carloads to 15,464, and non-metallic minerals, down 769 carloads to 30,946. If you track the oil market, you're probably familiar with the Baker Hughes rig count, which tracks the oil and gas rigs that are operating. This data is available by the state, basin, and nationally at www.rigcount.bakerhughes.com. It's a bit of the same old story on the number of oil rigs operating in the United States. The numbers continue to decline steadily. The total rig count, including both oil and gas rigs, was down approximately 73% from this time last year. That's a drop of 691 operational rigs. The Permian Basin accounted for the largest portion of this decrease with a decline of over 300 rigs. It's actually 318 rigs and fewer operating. After that massive drop in April, the price for a barrel of the benchmark West Texas Intermediate Oil has held steady, tracking around $40 a barrel. It's been on steady at that level for over a month, but it still has a long way to get to a price where jewelers make money. That amount varies by region, but a good rule of thumb is $6 per barrel. This slide gives you an idea of the largest oil and gas deposits. It really gives you a sense of just how many of the large oil plays are in Texas and Oklahoma, and how big an area the Marcellus gas region covers in Pennsylvania, Ohio, and parts of West Virginia. Economists like to call copper Dr. Copper. That's because it's a leading economic indicator for future economic activity because it's used in so many industries. The construction industry is among the leading markets because of its use in wire and cable and copper plumbing pipe. After a steady climb from a low of around $2.10 in late March, copper prices seem to be taking a breather around the $2.90 mark. They don't appear to be ready to make a charge at the $3.00 per pound mark, just yet. they haven't hit that level since June of 2018. Over the past few years, EW's editors have published articles on the fastest growing local markets each August so industry executives can get a head start on their market planning season for the next year. We did that again in this month's issue, which should hit your mailbox in the next week to 10 days. You can also read the articles on ewweb.com or subscribe to the digital edition of the magazine. Subscription information is available on the left the menu in the left column of the website's homepage at ewweb.com metropolitan areas shown on the slide all have over 1 million in population and are ranked among the nation's leaders in several important economic metrics that you can use to measure economic activity in the electrical market at the local level electrical contractor employment single family building permits and population growth EW's editors also track industrial employment multi-family building permits unemployment and gross metropolitan product as well as construction project activity at the local level This information is available to subscribers of Electrical Market Newsletter for only $99 per year. Texas has three large metro areas and are picks for the 10 fastest growing large markets. Dallas, San Antonio, New Braunfels and Austin Round Rock. Austin is without a doubt the fastest growing of the Texas markets, in part because of its explosive population growth and the amount of commercial construction activity downtown and in in its suburbs. It had over 61,000 new residents move in from 2018 to 2019, according to the latest population data from the U.S. Census Bureau. And its industrial market will soon be getting a major boost, too, with the recent announcement that Tesla's Elon Musk will be building one of his gigafactories there to manufacture electric vehicles. The other metros that made our top 10 list are Tampa, St. Pete, Phoenix, Mesa, Scottsdale, Charlotte, Nashville, Jacksonville, Raleigh, and Salt Lake City. When electrical wholesaling editors look at smaller markets with less than one million in population using the metrics shown on the screen it quickly become, becomes apparent that many of these markets are in vacation areas along the coast or in the mountains florida had half of these top 10 small metros cape coral fort myers on its southwestern coast on the atlantic coast the deltana daytona and ormond beach market over in pensacola uh, on the gulf coast port st lucie and ocala and look at the growth in Utah, with the Ogden, Clearfield, Provo, Orm, and St. George metros each attracting more than 5,000 new residents, and in the case of Ogden and Provo, attracting more than 10,000 new residents from 2018 to 2019. This slide illustrates a rather simple comparison: the metropolitan areas that had more people moving into them in 2019 than leaving, and the metros where more people were moving out rather than moving in. These markers are illustrated in red. The map shows that many sunbelt and mountain states like Florida, the Carolinas, Colorado, Utah, Georgia, Texas, and Arizona each had many metro areas adding new residents, and some in rather rather dramatic fashion like Phoenix, Austin, and Dallas. On the flip side, you can see that Metro, New York, and upstate New York, western Pennsylvania, and the Chicago Metro saw so population declines. Many of California's largest markets also saw declines, probably due in part to the high cost of living there. This concludes the market data portion of our presentation for today. A special thanks to the folks from Champion Fireclass for sponsoring the Today's Electrical Economy podcast series in 2020. While you're working on your electrical sales forecast for 2021, you might find yourself in need of some additional local data. Check out Electrical Marketing, an annual subscription for only $99 will give you online access to electrical sales estimates at the metro, county and state level, electrical product sales estimates for 17 product categories at the state level, access to a construction database with hundreds of projects, and building permits at the state and local level, as well as other information on unemployment rates and gross metropolitan product. That subscription to Electrical Marketing will only cost ninety nine dollars per year. You can subscribe to by going to www.electricalmarketing.com. Just click on the menu icon at the top left of the homepage and click on magazine subscription. Please contact me if there's any other type of economic data you would like us to cover in these podcasts. And thanks again to the folks from Champion Power for sponsoring this series of today's Electrical Economy Podcast for 2020. Our next presentation will be on Monday, August 17th. Thanks and have a great day.